Welcome to the Balance Bod Pod, where we talk about all things balancing life and health so you can have your cake and eat it too. Or your donuts or your pizza or whatever your thing is. But seriously, health is the greatest gift that we have and it does not have to come at the cost of enjoying the fun parts of life. So through the podcast, we're going to explore and experience for ourselves what balance truly looks like in our own lives. Stay tuned. Welcome back to the Balance Pod Pod, episode 27. Today we are talking about the secret to stop weekend binges and create a balanced week. The number one question I get is how to balance your weekdays with your weekends. It's like during the weekdays, we are a shining example of health with our food choices, workouts, and everything. And then the weekend comes and we forget what vegetables are. So, what gives? How do we get out of this cycle? Well, the answer is both more and less complicated than it seems, but it's twofold. We lighten up during the week and we tighten up during the weekend. It honestly all starts by understanding why you're making poor choices on the weekends and such good choices on the weekdays. So let's look at some reasons you might make poor choices on the weekends. Busy schedule, no structure or routine, waking up late, friends and family influence and encourage poor choices, poor grocery planning so there's no food in the house, feeling that you earned it, and then feeling like it doesn't hurt anything since you were great during the week. Some reasons you might make fantastic choices during the weekdays, feeling of obligation, or on the flip side that you genuinely want to, it makes you feel great, you want to earn your weekend food, because it's easier to stick to a routine, because there's less temptation or peer pressure to eat unhealthfully during the week. And a quick note here, if you fall into the category of earning your food or wanting to earn your food, reevaluate your relationship with food and your week. Why do you feel like you need to earn your food? Can you find a more balanced way of thinking about it? Stop here and listen to two different episodes. We've got episode nine, which is rethinking your cheat day, and episode four, which discusses emotional eating and having a good relationship with food. Those will challenge you to overcome this and give you some practical tools and tips here. That is your first step. So if, again, you fall into the category of just feeling like you want to earn your weekend food, or on the flip side, if you eat unhealthfully on the weekends because you feel like you've earned it, take a step back. Go listen to both episode four and episode nine, then come back here and continue on with this episode. You got a little homework. But for everybody else, I'd like to continue with the rest of the episode to work through some barriers with the weekend. So let's break it down one by one. We've got busy schedule. The weekends tend to either be a wonderful break from the busyness of the work weeks, or they fly by in the blink of an eye because they're packed full. When we get busy, we tend to do two things. One, revert back to old habits, and two, make choices out of convenience. So to overcome this, I've got a couple things. First, plan ahead. Every now and again, you may make a good choice on the fly, but more often than not, we are making choices that sound or smell good in the moment and aren't thinking rationally when we get hungry. At the very least, choosing some good on-the-go options and having them in mind when you're running from place to place will make eating healthier much better and so much easier. Number two is to identify your non-negotiables. What are your must-dos? Exercise, water, a healthy lunch, packing snacks in your bag. Figure out what you need to have in order to be successful, and the rest can be flexible. For me, it's always bringing a water bottle and a snack. And I try to opt for a healthy lunch since we usually do dinner on Fridays and or Saturdays, and I typically get a drink or two at dinner. 
So for me, I don't feel my best with two unhealthy meals in a row, especially if one is a fast food option. So I prioritize one that's more fun and matters to me, which is always eating out. The other choice is then going to be a healthier option. Um, again, because I know that the one coming up later that day is the one that I really care about. So I want to share here some of my to-go's when I'm out, and these are specifically ones that have one serving and no leftovers. So if you're running in the car, like I love Chipotle, uh, I actually call it Capulti, but if you are running errands and you're going to eat and you've got more time in the car, the last thing you want your car to smell like is a Chipotle bowl. Oh my gosh, gross. It tastes so good, smells so disgusting when it's been in the car for a little while. So we've got uh, four different restaurants. We've got Wendy's, Culver's, Dairy Queen, and Starbucks. So like actually you will all be able to find these somewhere. For Wendy's, I like the Harvest Chicken Salad, which is 570 calories and 43 grams of protein for a full size. Southwest Avocado Chicken Salad, which is 610 calories and 43 grams of protein for a full size. Or Apple Pecan Chicken Salad, which is 570 calories and 39 grams of protein for a full size. The last one is my absolute favorite. So the Apple Pecan Chicken Salad. Again, these are not like shining examples of quote unquote clean eating. They're not all low in sugar. They're not all low in fat. It's not like that, but it's a good choice for you when you're on the go because your options are really limited. And these are ones that, again, I've tried when I've been on the go. If you have others to add to this list, let me know. Let's keep a running list together so that we can all have as many options as possible here. Um, at Culver's, I love the cranberry bacon blue with grilled chicken salad. And I also love the raspberry vinaigrette that goes on top of that. So the um, stats for the cranberry bacon blue with grilled chicken salad before the dressing, it's 360 calories and 44 grams of protein. For Dairy Queen, I love the Kids Grilled Chicken Wrap, which is 250 calories and 18 grams of protein for one wrap. It's got mayo, lettuce, tomato, and grilled chicken, and it is delicious. And then they actually have a meal, a kid's meal, which includes one wrap, a banana, and a bottle of water. You can easily just add on a second wrap to that and have 40 grams of protein and a really, really good, healthy meal on the go. We've got Starbucks, which is an egg and cheese protein box. I love the protein boxes. This one has 460 calories and 23 grams of protein, or the smoked turkey protein box, which is 570 calories and 35 grams of protein. All of this information, if you want to like actually look at it, is in the blog post for today, but I'm also going to put this in a um, photo on Instagram so that, you know, the swipe feature and you can kind of see all these laid out for you so that when you are on the go, you can just bookmark it and then come back to it when you're on the go and you need an option. So I know most of these are salads, but I really enjoy a good crispy salad and they make them so good with so much protein, which is really hard to find that much protein, especially on the go. And so just having those, it's almost like a full, it's like a full chicken breast is put on top of the salad. You've got your veggies, you've got your protein. If you've got your fruit, you've got a little bit of fiber as well as some cheese and nuts and seeds. Those are going to be a good source of fat. And then of course, carbs from any fruit that goes on top, as well as any sort of dried fruit. Um, and typically from sugar in your dressing, which is not always the ideal source of carbs. But again, it's it's something that's going to keep you fuller for longer so that you're not having to go for something else when you're out as well, or just kind of getting ravenous by the time you're at dinner, you're feeling sick and probably starving. So I know most of these are salads again, but I just love that they make for a satisfying and a satiating meal. Plus I can make sure that my veggies are kind of, I can check those off for the day. Ideally we'll have more than just a salad, but some days we know how it goes. And if you're on the go, 
it can be hard to get in a full day's worth of veggies. And so you know that that's at least one serving, typically two, uh, if you're getting a full size. And you can know that if you're getting a burger and fries later in the day, that you can without worrying about having to have some veggies. Ideally, we'll have a side of veggies with every meal. But again, I know real life is not quite as um, clear cut as the ideals. So that one is how to handle a busy schedule. So next one here, next category is having no structure or routine on the weekends. This is where many of us struggle, regardless of how packed or free our weekends are. There's just no routine. (laughs) During the week, we've got set meal times, roughly at least, and we know when and where we'll be for the most part. The weekend, total free for all. So we have to create our routine for what we can control. I know the weekends can feel out of control, especially if you've got a family. So I want to help take the burden off and talk about how to overcome this. There are three different ways. Number one is take control of what you can. If your Saturday mornings are the only thing you have control over and the rest is crazy and away from home usually, get up an hour early and make sure you get in a workout and get your meals and snacks prepped for the weekend. This means you're going to be much more prepared for whatever comes your way and you can enjoy things without feeling guilty that you're missing all the things, right? That you went a whole day and didn't exercise or ate like junk all week and just didn't get any movement in, especially if you're traveling. Oftentimes you're in the car a lot. Um, This is our favorite time of the year. We're going to the parade of homes, which is a lot of driving and not a lot of anything else. (laughs) It's a lot of driving to and from the homes. You walk through, we get a lot of steps, but for the most part, it's just a very um, weird sort of day. That's four weekends in a row. So that is four day, four weekends that we have to sort of plan for this and to create a routine on the fly and to make sure that we have um, kind of everything we need before we leave the house. Cause I know that we won't be coming back for a lot of hours. So first one is to take control of what you can Second one is to create a routine. Maybe it's not that you you aren't able to control anything. It's just that you've never really thought to. If this is the case, get a routine going. Your day doesn't have to be structured morning to night, but do have an idea of when you'll have your meals, snacks, and when your workouts will happen. I can tell you firsthand that when I kind of leave my workout up to chance, zero out of zero percent of the time it gets done like actually 0% of the time. And yet I still try to convince myself like this is the time that I'm going to do it. I will get up at 9pm before bed and do it. Like, no, you're not gonna, I'm not gonna do that. I've never done that. That's not a thing for me. So I should stop pretending like it's going to be and I'm just going to create a routine to make sure it gets done in the morning. Actually, as a side note here, my favorite way to get in a workout on the weekends is to go to a group fitness class. Um, it forces you to get it done. And then it's like, it's fun. You don't have to overthink it. And you've got a time, a specific time you have to be there where it's very easy to put it off and to just kind of like, well, I'll go in an hour. I'll go in an hour. I'll go in an hour. It's four o'clock. You're not going. (laughs) So that's a a fun way that I found in the last couple months here to get myself up and moving on a Saturday. And then for me, Sundays are usually a rest day. So it's not sometimes a a day that I typically exercise, but if I do, I try to do the same thing or just kind of get up and go to the gym. And that gets you moving for the day. So we've got taking control of what you can, create a routine. Next one here and the last one here for this category is to figure out your constants. Are you always on the go even if where you go isn't the same? Create a car pack for yourself with some healthy bars and snacks and make sure you have your water bottle on hand. This can be something that you actually keep in the car if it's car stable. Bars are almost always car stable unless it's hot and it's a chocolatey bar or something. Or even just something you grab before you leave each time. If you always put your workout off until the end of the day and then don't do it like me, get up a little earlier, which I know is painful sometimes on a Saturday morning, but it's worth it every time and get your workout in before your busy day. And jump into that fitness class. What? 
So the two that we've talked about so far, two barriers, are having a busy schedule and having no structure or routine. The third one here that I actually hear a lot of is waking up late. I know it can seem like such a small thing, but it can actually throw a big wrench into your day. Your weekends can have different routines in your weekdays, and oftentimes they should and they do, and that's kind of a fact of life. If during the week you always eat breakfast at 7 and lunch at noon, if you're not up until 9 on the weekends and like a slow morning, it's going to inevitably throw off the rest of your day and you might only end up having two meals on a weekend day. I know it doesn't really sound like an issue, but if you've listened to any of the episodes on under eating or weight loss, you know not eating enough is just as hard as on our weight loss when done consistently. Not to mention, how much more likely are you to justify a giant meal or some extra drinks because you missed a meal? I'm super guilty of this one, so I make sure that I eat three meals a day. It's super important to me on weekends. To overcome this, create your new meal times for the weekend. This is honestly typically as easy as shifting everything forward a few hours. If you eat breakfast at 7 and again lunch at noon during the week, that means you eat at 9 and 2 on the weekend or something similar. This becomes super important when you're gone for the day so you're not out and starving, having to choose something less healthy because you didn't eat before you left, which I've been there, done that, and it is not a fun place to be. So again, creating your new meal times for the weekend, that's kind of the one the one way to overcome this is to just create those meal times. And then, of course, being flexible with yourself, knowing that it's not ever going to be perfect. And sometimes you will have to have a meal out, which is fine, but you're not going from 9 a.m., I wake up, I have my coffee, I eat nothing for five hours, and then I'm ravenous when I'm out. Um, and then again, going, going back to that, having that car pack can be helpful too. The next one here is friends and family that influence and encourage poor choices. If you're usually out with friends and family and they consistently encourage or pressure you to make unhealthy choices, it can be really difficult to stand up against them and make your own choice, especially if you're already not super excited about making choices that are different from them. To overcome this, talk to them. Oftentimes our friends and family don't know they're being unsupportive or sabotaging us. To them, it probably feels like a small comment where to us, it feels like they just devalued everything we've been working so hard for all week. Also, when we see others making healthy choices, we kind of assume it's easy for them. And that may be happening here as well. So they may just not even realize how difficult it is for you. So just letting them in on how difficult it is for you to make good choices when you're out and what you need from them encouragement for their healthy for healthy choices simply just not saying anything <laughs> like just hey love you shut it <laughs> that can all make a difference in many cases never underestimate the power of good communication especially with people that love you and this one's kind of harsh but if they don't find new friends and go out with these friends less often again i know this one might seem harsh but your health is the most important thing you have and I'm sure you've heard it, but you become like the five people you spend the most time with. If you're the only one trying to eat healthfully and take care of yourself and that ev and everybody else is really just mocking you or being rude about it, it's going to be lonely and isolating and also an uphill battle if your friends are consistently tempting you to make poor choices or like I said, ridiculing you for making the choices that you're making in the first place. Yeah, two things here is that you will either drift apart oftentimes or their influence will weigh really heavily on you and then you will stop caring as much about your health because nobody else in your circle does. So again, for your health, for everybody else, find some friends that support your journey and find some friends who are going to be okay. They don't even have to do it themselves. They just have to not make fun of you. You know what I mean? Just to not, not be rude about it, not make you feel less than or devalue you for this. And oftentimes if they're not willing to do this, 
then that's a good sign that you should have some other friends as well. So, so that they're there for you for what you need as well. And again, I know that sounds harsh, but just being honest, right? <laughs> the next one here is poor grocery planning. So there's no food in the house. Ready for a fun story? I have been meal planning and prepping for over five years and until a year ago, so four years after I started, for those of you keeping track, I realized I had never had food in the house on the weekends because I didn't plan meals for the weekends. <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying this, but I was surprised that I hadn't been planning for the weekends and even more surprised that I only noticed four years later. So to overcome this, meal plan for the weekend, ta-da! <laughs> it's honestly as simple as thinking it through. Make enough food for meal prep on the weekends or find some super easy recipes or even wraps or sandwiches or whatever the case is that don't take much time but that are going to make it so you have food in the house for two days that you're probably in the house most. Um, if Especially if your weekends are not busy, you're there all day. If Jimmy John's has to deliver to your house, this one applies to you. <laughs> And then the other one here is so some meal planning for the weekend, but then also having some backups ready. We always keep a few of the Healthy Choice Simply Steamers in the freezer at all times. I had one for lunch today while I was busy, um, just in the event that there's no food prepped in, and it's a mealtime. The chicken and veggie stir fry has 23 grams of protein, 4 grams of fat, 15 carbs, and 500 milligrams of sodium, and is a fantastic alternative to ordering in or eating junk as a meal. Your freezer is your best friend. We have also in the past done like we've made our own freezer meals, especially thinking for dinners. Um, so not necessarily on the weekends, but all the time. We went through a phase where we didn't like cooking and we're kind of back there. So now that I'm saying this, I think I'm going to start this again. Um, but having some, having, you know, having a protein, a veggie and anything, anything else that you can put in the freezer, just put, the, putting that together, combining that together. And then you pull one out when you're ready. Everything's already marinated because you spent the time to do that. And then you put it on a plate or you put it on a, a sheet pan, put it in the oven, Take it out 30 minutes later and ta-da, you've got a meal. So it doesn't have to be complicated and you don't have to spend all day in the in the kitchen, but making sure you've got some options is so, so helpful here. Next, feeling that you earned it. If this one applies to you, I'm assuming you stopped to listen to episodes four and nine and have come back with a different perspective on earning your food. Let me put it bluntly. Again, we're being really honest here. You are not a dog. You do not need to do anything special to get your food. You are an adult human who can eat what she wants when she wants because you have free will and what you put in your body is a choice. And I say that with so much love, but please don't ever think you have to earn your food. I see it all the time. We've talked about it before that, you know, over the holidays, it says it, there's all these things on Instagram that say like, here's how many burpees it takes to burn off a piece of pumpkin pie. Or you could just eat the pumpkin pie and really enjoy it and not feel like you have to work it off. You feel me? To overcome this one, listen to, listen to episodes four and nine of the Balanced Bod Pod. Those are your prescriptions for that. Next one here is feeling like it doesn't hurt anything since you were great during the week. So it's, I hear this all the time is like, I am awesome Monday through Thursday and Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I earned it. I did well. I'm awesome. And it doesn't really, it can't hurt anything because I was so good during the week. And it's completely possible, I hate to say, to undo all the work you put in during the week by going crazy on the weekends. If you consider Friday as part of your weekend, weekends make up almost half of your month. To overcome this, see the week as a full seven days. Eat based on what you have going on and how you feel as opposed to solely based on the day of the week. If you've got an event on a Tuesday or want to go out for a date night during the week, you don't have to eat clean because it's the middle of the week and same goes for the weekends. If you're going out so you don't have to cook, 
You don't have to make it a big splurge because it's a weekend. Remembering that you can make a choice to eat healthy or not, regardless of the day of the week. If this applies to you, feeling like it doesn't hurt anything since you are great during the week, I also want to encourage you to go back to episode four of the Balanced Bod Pod on emotional eating and having a good relationship with food. And also go back to episode nine where you talk about rethinking your cheat day as well. These two things are really going to be helpful for, for those of you who fall into this category also. So one more thing to consider here how you feel. And this gets overlooked more often than not, because we think if we're eating according to a specific style of eating, let's say paleo, then how we feel is irrelevant. Because if it's paleo, then it wins. And if it's not paleo, then it's out, right? In, if it's paleo, out, if it's not. And so how we feel is irrelevant, or we expect to feel terrible after a night of unhealthy eating. The truth is how you feel should drive what you do. If you don't feel your absolute most vibrant or energetic eating a specific way, it's likely that you haven't found what works best for you yet. Maybe it's a complete overhaul or maybe it's just a couple simple tweaks, but keep working at it because there is something that's out there that will work best for you and make you feel your absolute best. Also, personally, when I'm eating in my own best way and I eat out, I don't even notice it. I feel just as great if it's one meal out every now and again. I start to feel lethargic and not my best after probably two meals in a row of eating unhealthfully or two or more drinks each day for a couple days in a row. Let's say we've got an event on Friday, an event on Saturday, and then we go out on Sunday uh, as well. So start to notice what affects you and how, and remember that it's possible to have a cocktail and a salad or a burger and a sparkling water. It does not have to be all or nothing. In the end, it is all about a mindset. This whole idea of not binging on the weekends and not having to eat so clean that you're starving all week, it comes down to where is my mentality? If my mentality is that I'm dieting and I'm earning my food and I have to balance out my week so that I can go crazy and I like I have to eat clean during the week in order to make it all happen, you're probably not going to see much change. Dealing with these barriers is not going to get to the root of the problem when really it starts with our mentality. It starts with what are we, how do we see this? Remember that you are the same person on Tuesday that you are on Saturday. Your body is still your body. You still have to take care of it in the same way. And you do have to deal with the consequences then on Sunday morning or Sunday night or Monday of a weekend full of crazy eating. And so again, this is all mental and the barriers that we've gone through today hopefully will help you to make it easier to make good choices, but also remembering that it is all mental. If you still see yourself as somebody who is on a diet or somebody who has to do things because I want to go crazy on the weekend, the progress is really just not going to be there. So keep in mind you are the same person and the, the crux of all of this, the only way any of this works is if we acknowledge that that is maybe not the best way to go about it. And that also it's probably not working for us. If you're doing that, if you're thinking about making changes, it's very likely that it's not working for you. And then on top of that too, let's talk about the difference between weekdays and weekends and how that is in our body. It's very likely that during the week, if you're eating clean and really calorie restricted, you're probably starving and not feeling good during the weekdays. And then on the weekend, you're probably stuffing yourself because you're starving all week, not feeling good because you're overstuffed and eating fried, greasy, all sorts of those things um, that you're not eating on the weekdays. And it's probably just a cycle of I'm not feeling my best. So really evaluate why do I want to make this change, but also know that it has to come from a place of being ready to move forward and being ready to make some changes before anything will 
change. So before you apply any of these strategies, they're really just help meant to help you overcome some barriers, some physical barriers. If you're like, okay, I know I want to make this change, but I just can't seem to get my weekends under control because I'm gone all day, because I'm really busy, because there's no schedule. And so it's not... Um, this is not a, a quick fix. It is something that you have to, again, work through and make sure that you're ready to tackle this and ready to do this in this way. But then these are some things that you can practically put into, into place that might help you make all of this a little bit easier. So I hope that helps. So with that, thank you so much for your ears, for your time, your attention today. Keep working towards your balance. You're moving in the right direction. I know you can do it. Have a great week. That's all we've got for our episode today. Thank you for listening. Rate and subscribe so you don't miss a beat. Remember that new episodes and the blog posts that go with them drop every Monday to start your week off right. You can find me on Instagram at The Balanced Body and my blog is balancedbodyblog.co. Want to work with me? Head to balancedbodyblog.co and click the work with me tab to see if we're a good fit. And finally, any comments, requests, or ideas on who I should interview on the show, send them to me via email or Instagram, and I'm happy, more than happy to add them to my list. Thank you again, and have a beautiful week.